You're listening to Mind Sports Performance and Wellbeing, the evidence-based podcast that will seriously improve your game. Whether it's building self-confidence, enhancing resilience, or simply understanding how to handle pressure best, this podcast will help you. I'm Roberto Forzoni, a performance psychologist working with world and Olympic champions and a consultant with the BBC. Welcome. Dealing with pressure, level three. Where does pressure come from? Part one. The first two modules in this programme gave us an overview of pressure in sport. Not being able to handle the demands of elite level sport can be debilitating and can have a negative consequence in your performance and your future confidence and motivation. By the end of this programme, it's my aim that you'll view pressure in a completely different way. In one of my favourite sporting quotes of all time, Billie Jean King said, Pressure's a privilege. What did she mean? She meant that the most highly pressurised situations are the ones that most people will never get an opportunity to experience or embrace. Playing at Wembley Stadium or at Wimbledon, competing at the Olympics, even delivering an important presentation. Whenever that feeling of pressure comes over you, you're probably somewhere where it's a privilege to be. You've been selected to do it because, invariably, you're the best person for the job. You deserve to be there. That's a reason to cherish these situations. In this module, we'll look at where pressure actually comes from. We'll explore both internally and externally induced pressure. Next, we'll give you strategies and skills to counteract each source of pressure as we explore the impact of expectations on adding pressure to events and situations. Let's look at where pressure actually comes from. The sources of pressure. There are many sources of pressure, most of which you'll see are outside of your control. An important point to remember, and one I'll deal with later in this program, is that it's not the source of the pressure that actually causes the problem. It's how you perceive or interpret the source. It's the meaning you give to it and how you react to it. That will determine how under pressure you feel. So the primary causes of pressure include the expectations of others or even yourself, the demands of the organisation or club, environmental and personal issues, career or professional development and personal relationships. In all of these cases, you can perceive pressure from both an external or internal sources. External sources include managers, coaches, the media, fans, the organisation and perhaps even teammates or parents. Even the rewards at stake might put you under pressure, whether that's a club tournament, a coveted trophy or for a professional athlete simply feeling they need to perform to justify their wages or sponsorship. Ultimately, winning is an external pressure on its own. Internal sources of pressure include your thoughts, self-talk, your doubts and worries, maybe an injury or your form, including mistakes you might have made. Today, we're going to look at how you feel under pressure from the expectations of others and yourself. Expectations. Whatever standard you compete at, there'll always be some level of expectation to perform. High rewards come with high expectations from the media, from fans, 
management, even yourself. How you deal with these expectations will determine how successful you ultimately become. Elite athletes' performances are always being scrutinised in one form or another. Soccer players in the Premier League, for example, are evaluated by the media on most days. And now, with the analysis tools available, including GPS, they're evaluated at every single training session. Compare this to most people in regular jobs who have only one yearly appraisal and dread getting any negative feedback there. Elite athletes are constantly being evaluated and scrutinised, and on TV from every possible angle. Even club athletes are under scrutiny from someone every time they compete. So what are the expectations that contribute to feeling pressurised, and how should you deal with them? So number one, expectations from yourself. Top athletes and elite performers will expect much of themselves. In particular, when targets and goals are unrealistic or exceptionally challenging, athletes may be adding unnecessary levels of pressure on themselves to achieve. World record holder marathon runner Paula Radcliffe epitomised this when she said, For an athlete, the biggest pressure comes from within. You know what you want to do and what you're capable of. These expectations can lead to unhelpful self-talk which can in turn increase levels of anxiety if things don't go according to plan. This is typified when, instead of focusing on tangible aspects of performance and what you need to do, your focus veers towards thoughts like, I need to win this match, or why am I not playing well? Even previous successes can spark their own demons of expectations. The success can cause your focus to waver under the pressure of recreating it, rather than building your confidence by recalling it. The best way you can approach any challenge is to have a clear plan based on the training and preparation you've put in, and use all of your energy to focus on executing that plan. Even if your focus may have started in the right place, centred on what you have to do, when things get tough, your focus might start to shift to the desire to win. In this case, the more you feel you need or are expected to win, the more your form might dip as you take your mind off what you actually have to do in order to win. Of course, thinking about winning itself isn't wrong. Competition and winning are a big part of why we play sport. But while the goal of winning can be the driver or the motivation, you need to be able to put that thought aside while you focus on exactly what it is you have to do in order to give yourself the best chance of winning. So I repeat that, while the goal of winning is the driver or the motivation, you need to be able to put that thought aside while you focus on exactly what you have to do in order to give yourself the best chance of winning. When your focus is on winning, you'll probably spend more time than is useful thinking of the need to perform well rather than what performing well actually means, or whether your ability to see things through is strong enough, or what others might say or what might happen if you fail. Training and competition. Many athletes feel compelled to set higher standards of performance at competition than they ever achieve during training. The greater the discrepancy between the level of which they normally train and the expectations they set for themselves during competition, the greater the pressure. This pressure tends to increase 
as the audience size does. So for a televised event, for example, with a worldwide audience, if your thoughts start to drift away from your game plan and to your audience, you put yourself under total unnecessary pressure. I can only imagine what was going through the minds of the England soccer players when facing defeat against Iceland, the match we mentioned earlier, to a worldwide audience. Paul Anacone, former tennis coach to Roger Federer and for a time head of men's tennis with the Lawn Tennis Association in England, had a great phrase when looking after the national players. So that their approach to competition was similar to their training level, he would tell them to go out in competition and play average well. This had a really positive effect of reducing the pressure they might have put on themselves to perform better than their ability might suggest and instead focus on the basics of what they did every day. Athletes who work hard and focus on the process of their sport in their training would benefit by simply transferring their training attitude and approach into the competitive arena, treating competition no differently. It sounds simplistic, but approaching training as if it's competition and competition as if it's training would be hugely beneficial. Many media pundits and even some respected managers and coaches have the misguided view that because you can't recreate the pressure of competition in training, then adding pressure training into your practice is worthless. You hear this at almost every championship penalty shootout. I disagree. While you can't replicate the audience, the fans, TV, opposition, or the fact the immediacy of the situation in the dying minutes of the match, you can impose certain other pressure situations in training to help when it comes to competition. To rule it out as not possible is both naive and neglectful. Just look at the US Navy SEALs training we outlined in the Mind Mental Toughness program. They put recruits through extremely pressurized, artificial scenarios that train their minds to be able to deal with most challenges that will come their way. By being creative in training, coaches, managers and athletes themselves can up the ante and put themselves in pressurised situations that will help them when it comes to competition. In fact, many sports, including the English Cricket and Tennis Associations, have recently incorporated very effective and highly pressurised training drills to their practice for this very reason. Summary. In this module, we've started to look at the sources of pressure. We mentioned the main sources, which included environmental and personal issues, career development and demands of work or the organisation. We then explored one of the primary causes, expectations, looking in some detail at self-imposed expectations. Again, we emphasise that pressure comes from the meaning that you attach to an event and have seen the benefit of approaching pressurised situations in the Billie Jean King way, treating them as privileges. In the next module, we look at other types of expectations that can lead to heightened perceptions of pressure. Your mind activity today. Next time you're approaching what you might see as a pressurised event, take some time beforehand to look at the reasons why it could be seen as a privilege to be there. Next, list the reasons you're there, looking at perhaps how you qualified, who you beat. Finally, make a detailed list of what it'll take 
for you to play the best you can. Then extend that list. Double the things on it. Make sure everything you write down is in your control though. So include things like your game plan, your strengths, how you're going to approach the event. What will you do if things start to get tough? What will you do if you take a command and lead? And so on. By giving yourself reasons for being there, reminding yourself that you actually want to be there and why, and then focusing on your strategy and your strengths, you'll leave little time to think about those limiting self-imposed expectations, which will only detract from your performance. Thank you for listening to the Mind Sports Performance and Wellbeing podcast. Can I ask two things from you? Firstly, please like and subscribe the podcast as this helps us get noticed. Likewise, if you can share the podcast with friends who might also benefit, I'd really appreciate it. The more attention the podcast gets, the more information I can bring to you. Thank you and enjoy.